Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Naritas has built an extensive peptide knowledge base using its proprietary AI and genomics platform. The Naritas Peptide Finder analyzes billions of untapped peptides in plants and natural food sources to predict and identify how they impact specific health areas. Right now, I'd like to welcome Nora Keldy, the founder and CEO of health tech startup Naritas. Hi, Nora, and welcome to the NutriCast. Hi, Daniela. Lovely to be here, and thanks for the invitation. Thank you for joining me all the way from Dublin. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually between here and the U.S. very often, but I happen to be in Dublin today. <laughs> so you are super busy, it sounds like. What's your background and how did you end up becoming the founder and CEO of Naritas? You know, I've always been, you know, in love with science since my since being a little girl. But I think the biggest thing for me was I worked in pure mathematics. I'm actually a pure mathematician and computer scientist. And I started my career really doing my PhD in, in drug discovery. So and that was all about using computer technologies and coding different types of software to analyze data specifically in in microorganisms, different bacteria, and to find molecules in them that could actually give rise to drugs in the future. So that's how really I started working in that field. I developed quite a lot of software that are currently used worldwide, even, even years later by industry and academia in over 70 countries. So I worked in that area during my PhD. And, and what's interesting is it's really that the, the whole switch into the whole nutrition area happened after my PhD when I got approached by a consortium that was coming together. And it was an industry-led consortium, academia and industry. And the goal was how can we identify health benefits in dairy that could improve human health in a way enhance the cost and and the the value of dairy in general. So that's how I came in touch with nutrition the first time. But when I started working in that area, my biggest learning was that I noticed a few things happening. From a population perspective worldwide, we had an aging population. We had a huge epidemic of different health crises from, from diabetes to blood pressure and so forth. And a lot of those were in connection to things we consume, so our foods. So food was becoming a problem. And that was, for me, it was a big thing because it was like, how, how do we make food the solution? Because it should be the solution. As humans, I think one of the things I noticed as well is that we had grown and, and we have lost touch with nature in general and how our bodies actually interact with what we eat, etc. And then from an ingredient perspective, for looking at the bioactive ingredients that were on the market, one of the, the observations I made at that time was that all of them were discovered 100 years ago, at least, mo- most of them at least, 100 years ago to maybe 50 years ago. And they were discovered in an ad hoc manner, meaning people discovered them, didn't know what the purpose was of discovery, but then years later discovered that they may have a benefit for human and then retrofitted within a consumer need. So a lot of the ingredients we consume today were not developed for the problems of today. They were developed ad hoc in a lab, discovered for no real consumer need. As humans, we've lost touch with our food and nature. Uh, Food is becoming more and more the problem. And my research and my focus at that time was how do we make food the solution? How do we make nature the solution? Nature is full of these active molecules that can really transform human health, can stop a lot of these epidemics 
can become the solution, but we're not using them. And then I realized again through the consortium I worked with and through the many years of, of, of work I did after is that it takes many, many years to actually discover an active molecule. It takes years, it costs hundreds of millions. So it's extremely costly to develop a new uh, one. And the reasons are simple. It's because, again, like I said, the research is ad hoc. It's random research until you discover something and you hope it works. And with nature, um, it's, it's very hard because if you take any plant, you are talking about trillions of different molecules. So which one is that doing what and how do you find the one and connect it to the right health benefit? And this is where my background came in very handy. So coming from a pure mathematic background, computer science, I just connected the dots and said, well, how do we bring in that kind of analyses of large data sets and start to identify subsets of molecules in nature and connect them to health benefits? and really solve the problem of discovery and, and development of active ingredients with really true efficacy and safety, and really let food become the solution. So that's how Neurotask came about. We developed a technology that uh, uses machine learning, systems biology, mathematics, and proteomics and peptidomics in different, different areas, and integrate these areas together to analyze billions and billions of different molecules and, and I'll tell you a little bit about those types of molecules called peptides in every source so we look at different sources we're focused on plants at the moment we also do marine sources we also do fungal sources to identify subsets of peptides that can modulate certain health areas and improve our health um, or our or, um, or, or stability of, of different products and then not only stop at the prediction level, but develop them, clinically test them and take them to market. So that's what Neurotas has been doing the past few years. And you're talking about your platform, the Neurotas Peptide Finder. Yes. So the Neurotas Peptide Finder, so it's called NPFI, is a technology that really integrates all those different technologies from, you know, mathematics, AI, systems biology, proteomics, a lot of lab work, and manufacturing production is an integral part to that technology as well, where now we can start with a consumer need, uh, as opposed to, you know, how active ingredients have been discovered 100 years ago, which is ad hoc, and even today, which is literally ad hoc, and then retrofitted into consumer need. We literally start with the consumer in mind from day one, and we identify a solution to that consumer needs. So the, the consumer needs of today, and we identify a solution for them. And basically, we chose peptides. So these are the types of molecules that Neurotas is focused on. We chose peptides because they are the major signaling molecule in the human body. Uh, it's the way we literally do the things we do every single day, from walking to thinking to, to, to eating to uh, to, to our metabolism, to everything's really regulated through peptides and they are everywhere. So every living species would have peptides. I've worked with all types of molecules, but what's interesting about peptides is that like proteins, there are nutrients. So there are nutrients, the only nutrients coded in the genome. So, you, so it's really interesting, actually, part of, of uh, the peptide story. But they're the safest molecule known to humans as well, because especially the, the ones that are found in all day plants and the plants we consume every day. And because they are nutrients, you can, from a regulatory path, you know, like proteins, you can get claims on products with them if you do clinicals to substantiate them. So they're really interesting molecules. And um, 
and and really we built the technology based on that. So at the moment we have the largest peptide data set in, in, in the world. We have gathered a lot of information about how peptides interact with the human body. We have tested hundreds and hundreds of millions of peptides on different cells and tissues in the human body and understand how they modulate different pathways within the human body as well. And then by connecting all those, we can now predict when we want a new function. So let's say we, we are interested in muscle health, as an example, or glucose management, as an example of a consumer need. The, the technology is capable of taking that consumer need, transforming it into a biological question, meaning what pathways do we need to modulate? And then using our data that we have collected throughout the years, both in-house that we, where we've tested, like I said, hundreds of millions of peptides, um, data that we've collected from different samples around the world, because we're constantly bringing in samples and mass specking them. And obviously literature data, by connecting all those, the technology Empify and Neurotas is capable of identifying the one or two within a certain plant that would connect to that health benefit. And then what we do is that we develop them. Uh, so that means we produce them in real and we test them in initially on cells and preclinical. And then we go into human. And so far, we've done 13 human clinicals, nine of which are double blind placebo clinicals in different areas. So glucose metabolism, muscle health, mobility, strength and inflammation. We've done quite a lot of clinicals to look at the efficacy part of the peptide. So looking at the efficacy of, of our ingredients and then we regulate them and we take them to market. So we've we've launched two already, one in the food and, and dietary supplement area in muscle health. It has two double-blind placebo clinicals backing it. And then another one in personal care on skin. So it's a cellular, anti-cellular aging. Again, backing it with a double-blind placebo clinical. Uh, and then we have many more in the pipeline being developed through clinicals as well. Okay. And you're doing all this, you mentioned mass spec, also AI and genomics. Yes. So we do all that. A lot of it is in-house. We do human clinicals with third-party companies, both universities, so big professors within those big areas. Let's say muscle health. We're working with a professor in Maastricht who's who's very big in the muscle health arena, or, or we work with CROs. Some preclinical is done in-house. Some of it is done from an external perspective. But the bulk of the data that we have produced throughout the years in terms of at least educating the AI platform needs to be always done the same way because it's very important that the data that goes into an AI system, it's very important for it to be consistent, to be done the same way all the time, and to use the same reasons to say something works or doesn't work, to say a zero or a one, the, the, the same reasons for you to say zero should be always the same or one should be always the same. So they need to be very consistent. So we kept that internally because, and, and that's how we, we tested all those hundreds of millions of peptides and we always test peptides in two different ways um, because nature is not pure. There's always other molecules in, in a product. Like when you take a plant, you're talking about many different molecules, like trillions. So we always test in two different ways. As combinations of peptides as found in nature, because you, you, you never find a peptide on its own, so it will combine with other peptides, combinations of peptides, and then single peptides. And it's very interesting to see. So, for example, the two products we launch, one of them is a single peptide and the other one is a combination of peptides. And what's interesting about combinations of peptides, Daniela, is that you can go after health benefits that are very complex, like, for example, aging in general or 
like we're looking at muscle health. Muscle health is a very, very complex area. Muscle is the biggest organ we have as humans. It's our energy storage. It's, it's our metabolism hub. You know, as we age, we lose muscle. Even when we exercise, we lose muscle. It's re- a lot of fibers are replaced with fat, but also inflammation goes up, our metabolism goes down, our energy levels go down. And then later on in life, you have mobility issues and so forth, strength issues big time from very early on, strength decline. It's a very complex area that really has no real solution currently. You know, you have a lot of a lot of what's given to consumers currently and the standard of care is really protein and, and you're usually dairy protein, uh, both in whether you're you're in bed rest in hospital, you're injured and you don't want to lose muscle and strength. You, you're taking this protein or whether you want to exercise and build your muscle is protein. So our goal there was how can we identify a plant based replacement for this that would not only give the nutritional benefits like 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 protein, milk protein, but also fix the problem because milk protein does not fix the problem. It's it's fuel. But when your cells are not working that well, the fuel, there's, there's no point, you know, filling a, a tank with petrol when the, when the engine is not working. So mm-hmm. we developed a, a peptide network that really goes after three different pathways that, that are important for muscle health. So those are protein production, protein degradation and inflammation. So those three pathways are core to muscle health in general. And any disbalance in those pathways would make you lose muscle with age. That's why you, 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 there's a disbalance in those. So we discovered an ingredient and happened to be in fava bean with a three different peptides doing three different things. Uh, those three areas of increasing production in muscle, decrease protein degradation and reduce inflammation. And by doing those three, you can see a really interesting recovery in, in the clinicals we're doing, both from a immobilized where we casted individuals and made them lose muscle, how muscle is maintained compared to the standard of care. We, we went head to head with the standard of care, which is an animal based. And then similarly in, in clinicals where we looked at strength recovery, because the biggest loss we, we have when our muscle declines is we lose strength and you can very rarely recoup strength. What we're showing is that using our plant-based fava bean peptide network that we've developed and patented, you have a a reduction of all those, but also significantly uh, you recoup your strength much faster. And and that's very, very important. So not only is it giving the nutritional benefits of what proteins do, which is nutritional, you're also actually fixing the problem. And that's what peptides are born to do. And and by bringing AI and, and other technologies it was really the only way because we can't keep doing what we've done in the past, which is randomly, you know, testing things and then hoping in the future it may work in an area that consumers are interested in in the future. You know, you have to really start with that consumer in mind, finding a solution for it. And really the only way to reduce the costs, the huge costs and the years of just ad hoc testing and hoping something works is really through that integration of different technologies. You mentioned there's billions of untapped peptides, and I'm just wondering, you know, what percentage of these compounds do we know about? It's a good question, Dania. So it's interesting to see. So when you think, so peptides are the biggest universe of molecules ever, ever known to humankind. So, you know, if you look at small molecules, they are small subsets. Peptides are the biggest subset. There's more peptides than, they say, planets and stars and, 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 and all galaxies and so we've only explored, I, 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 I couldn't even give you a percentage, but literally I think nothing 
compared to what is out there. So um, probably not even one percent. No, not even. Not no, we're far from one percent. So what's interesting is that if you look at pharma, for example, so pharma have you know they, they've they've been working the peptide world for a while. They focus more on hormonal peptides uh, because they were the easiest to find. So hormonal peptides are easiest, like insulin, for example. You know, they're easy to find um, and and our body produces them to regulate certain aspects like metabolism for insulin. What's interesting is that a lot of the peptides that have been looked at in pharma, even when you take them all and you look only at the backbone of the peptide. So that's what's interesting. It's literally the fingerprint of the peptide, not not all the modifications that pharma do to them after, because the modifications just adds more complexity to the molecule. It doesn't really change its function, but it adds more complexity. So it's more stable. It, it's it's better at being more oral, etc. So pharma do many changes, but the backbone of the peptides, we, we looked at it and it comes down to, I believe, something like 30 peptides. I think if we had the, the, the right number, we looked at it recently. So we took all the peptides that pharma and pharma has been working that area for many, many years. And literally you're talking about 30 peptides and their derivatives. Obviously, they've, they've then derived it into like, you know, thousands and thousands of different peptides, but they all come down to 30 so we've only really tapped the tippy top of the iceberg and and through AI and through like Empify Neurotask Peptide Finder, we can go and explore a lot more and not just hormonal because hormonal is just one class of peptides. Um, a lot of the dysregulations that occur within the human body are not hormonal. So if you look at a plant, for example, any plant, we're talking about about 30 billion different peptides in each plant that are possible within that one plant. And even if you take that plant with so the same exact species of plant, but a, a different substrain or, or strain, the differences are actually very interesting from a, from a peptide perspective. So we've only explored very little. Okay, and so today I'm just wondering how many peptides has Narita's mapped out? So our largest data set is about a six trillion data set, but the ones we have now currently using are about 5.5 million. Those are the peptides that we know exactly how to make, where to find them, what they do in the human body. We have all the data on their stability, how to produce them at costs. So we have all the data on about 5.5 million peptides and their health benefits and exactly where to place them. And that's massive. On those 5.5 million, we've developed a few obviously not 5.5 million, we developed a few, some of the ones I mentioned, which are the the one in muscle health, the one in aging, etc. But the bigger space that we're currently looking at is 6 trillion, but we're constantly augmenting that 6 trillion space and the 5.5 million is, like you'll ask me the question next month, it will probably turn into six, you know, and, and, right. and we're going through quite a lot. But that is full characterization. The, the, the 6 million, it, it literally are the 5.5 currently, it literally is, we know exactly where they are, what they're doing, how to make them, the cost of making them, of producing them, the specific efficacy, the stability, whether they can be baked or not, because that's important. So as you develop something, an ingredient in, in food, you really want to make sure that the functionality is sustained and resists heat as we bake the product or sustains digestion as people eat it. So all those we've built a lot of data in those areas we've built models and now we can actually know whether a peptide is going to resist all that or, or not so we have all that information about the peptides 
Wow. So would you say your your platform has the potential to map out the entirety of peptides and their impact on human biomedical targets someday? Absolutely. I think I think, you know, our goal is over the next I think we have it next three years is to really map out the plant kingdom, starting with the plant kingdom at the at the speed we're at it today. And then moving forward to fungal kingdom is massive as well. Marine kingdom is huge. It's totally untapped. But really, folks at the moment, we're focused on the plant kingdom. So, yeah, absolutely. And Daniela, the only way forward in that area, when you're talking about the biggest or largest data set that humans have ever never, ever seen is, is the peptide data set. The only way to go through it is, is through machine learning and, and other fast technologies that can decipher that information quickly and set the interesting ones aside. Okay, so much information there. Is that overwhelming for you sometimes? It's always interesting to be able to focus. You know, we, we've done like the mistake, I think, of many more with platform technologies where, you know, everything becomes interesting. There are so many different areas you can go into that, that consumers are looking for and, and currently either have a solution that isn't as efficacious or a solution that may be animal derived or maybe no solution. So there are many, many, many areas that are totally untapped and need for a new solution that really has the scientific backing, but also is natural and plant-based that could solve those issues. So the the hard bit is really to focus on the ones that are potentially closer to market and, and the ones that are the ones where our customers resonate with the most. So it's th- that's the hard bit. So it's it's not about, oh, my God, there's so many. It really is about, OK, let's let's focus on the ones that are are important, but also let's not ever forget the platform because I think people don't realize when, when a company has a platform technology like like Neurotask with Empify, you constantly need to feed the technology. And that takes a lot of time and it takes a, quite a bit of funding. So not only so there's one side which is you develop the ingredients and you develop them through clinicals and regulatory and, and scaling and, and scaling the production. But on the other side, you need to build a lot of data that you may not use to grow the technology. So the technology stays at the cutting edge so that when you want to go into cognition, when you want to go into, you know, like areas where we work in currently, like sleep and and immune modulation, you can go into it faster. But you constantly need to feed the technology. and, And that takes time. Exciting, though, because What's interesting, Daniela, for me every day, and, and it's it's one of the things that got me at the beginning, because coming in from maths into the area of life science was a, an interesting step. But when you look at a dead material, let's say when I call dead material, it means just a nutritional material. So you take, for example, fava bean as an example, or, or rice or whatever source material, and you say, OK, now the fava bean has a nutritional capability, the same as, as, as rice and, and so forth. However, there are hidden elements within fava that if we eat the fava, we otherwise lose. And that's, I think, the beauty of peptides as well. So the peptide is not floating in the material. It's not there in the material. And if you eat a lot of fava, you're going to get the peptides. You actually don't get the peptides because your body breaks down the fava bean in such a way that the molecule itself, the peptides are not available to you. So it's not like a floating small molecule or something floating in in the source where it's all about concentrating. It's not about concentrating here. It literally is about us finding the molecule and making it available to humans. 
So basically, we're taking fava bean, let's say, or any plant to the next level. So now you're getting the nutritional benefits of fava bean or rice or any other plant you're eating. But on top of it, you're getting a health benefit that otherwise you will lose. When, and when I first started working in this area where you take the source and you do the testing with the source and there's no activity or very little. And then you what we do is is literally break the protein in very specific areas to release the peptide, which is a short protein. And then you have a whole new activity array that appears out of nowhere. And you're like, oh my God, this is just amazing. And that's the beauty of, of technology. It's really saying, OK, well, there's hidden wisdom and hidden benefits in this plant that very few of us have made the most of. And because we all digest differently, may some may get it. Most people won't. How do we find those benefits and make them available to everyone? And I think that's that's really a, that always gets me. So, Nora, what industries do you work with and who are some of the companies that you have partnered with? Yeah, so quite a few from, okay, from personal care to food to medical food, functional food, supplements. And we partner also in the animal area. So our expertise really is about identifying molecules that can do a certain job. That job can be about efficacy, can be about safety. It can be about replacing molecules already that exist, but making something that is safer and more efficacious. So we partner from a, an animal perspective. So we don't take ingredients all the way into animal health. We partner and co-develop with, with quite a lot of partners in that area. Um, and we use that same learning in, in, the, in the human health space into animal. And from a from a from a focus perspective, a lot of our ingredients, because they are plant based and, and have the efficacy they have, can be used in all those areas I mentioned at the beginning from a human health perspective. So a lot of even the ingredients that we're using and, and clinically testing currently orally, a lot of personal care companies are interested in them potentially on skin as well. And vice versa, some of the ingredients we've developed for skin we're looking at versions that are oral as well, because, again, peptides are signaling molecules. It's just about sending a signal to the body to to fix something, whatever that that's something the, the desired consumer need at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know you can't let the cat on the bag yet, but maybe some hints on some products in the pipeline and any other research or updates you've got going on there. So we're working on some really exciting products, Daniela. So, for example, muscle health, I think that is that is crucial. We, we literally all of us, this is not just a subsegment of the of the population. We all suffer from loss of strength from the age of early, early 30s or end of end 20s, early 30s because of that muscle loss. It's one of the first organs that you see age with the sagging, et cetera, that's visible metabolism. So the other area we're working in is metabolism and energy and weight loss. Others are aging, skin aging. And in all of these, we have already developed ingredients that we have already clinically validated and in many cases already published the data. We also have some really interesting partnerships with really blue chip companies globally. In in those, the pipelines of ingredients we're co-developing with them are, are really extraordinary. And in some cases, we've done the clinicals with them already. And some results are looking really, really fascinating and, and, and very positive. There's some really interesting launches we're going to do with our ingredients within other, other uh, our customer pipelines. So our ingredients were added to quite a lot of different customers globally and, and the launches are imminent. So you, you'll hear a bit about that. 
but also from a pipeline perspective, uh, we have some really good clinical results recently that look fascinating. And a lot of that is being published and, and will be soon, uh, peer-reviewed publications coming through. And then some partnerships on, on the horizon as well with really interesting companies and, and um, people we, we really wanna, wanted to work with for quite a while. So, Okay, we will be on the lookout for those partnerships and publications. Nora Caldi, CEO and founder of Noritas, thank you so much for sharing your fascinating platform with us here on the NutriCast. Thank you very much, Daniela. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.